This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name is Rick Samprin in studio once again as we talk about another Tiger Cats loss in Calgary. It's the focus of our fifth quarter trivia challenge this evening. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes, of course. Uh, our phone lines are already open and buzzing. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cellular device. You can email your thoughts on tonight's football game. The email address is rick at 900chml.com. We're all over social media, on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, or at am900chml. You can talk to me about tonight's game, who your player of the game is. You can also uh, voice your uh, opinion on uh, how this Ticats team is going to fare in 2018. 18. You can also answer the Ticats trivia or the fifth quarter trivia challenge as we uh, continue on with that new tradition here on the fifth quarter. Another new thing that we're doing this year is uh, we're broadcasting on Facebook Live as well. So hello to all our friends watching on Facebook Live. Just head to CHML's Facebook page and you'll see my uh, face for radio, as they say. Again, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. 28-14, the final score for the Calgary Stampeders. It has been a long, long time since Hamilton has won a football game in Cowtown. And that is tonight's fifth quarter trivia challenge question. Entering tonight's game, when was the last time the Tiger Cats won a game in Calgary? A, 2001. B, 2004, C, 2008, or D, 2010. It was a too long of a time. Too long of a time to go between victories in Calgary, and that uh, streak, if you will, or drought, uh, continues. Vote for your player of the game, and uh, we'll talk about tonight's football game in Calgary. 28-14, the Stamps win it. It was a pretty even game up until the fourth quarter. The Ticats were winning 11-9. They had a 7-6 lead after the first quarter. Had that halftime lead 11-9. Things were looking okay. They had a chance to take the lead. But trailing 20-14, to uh, the Jekyll and Hyde Jeremiah Masoli strikes. He had an okay game up until the brain fart interception that, uh, I wouldn't say cost the Ticats the game, but really was the death knell. Because the defense still had a chance to make a stop, uh, but they did not. In fact, uh, Calgary went down and scored a touchdown, courtesy of Don Jackson. Uh, another point that I want to make before we take our calls is Jalen Saunders. Uh, this guy's a player. He is for real. We'll get into some of his mind-boggling statistics from tonight's game and the secondary for the tiger cats while it scared me going into this game it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be especially with two rookie corners the stamps coming off an offseason in which they thought long and hard about their gray cap legacy after another loss last november against the toronto argonauts so as much as i was scared about 
The Ticats secondary, I thought they showed some promise. They started out very jittery, but uh, as the game went on, uh, they got a lot better. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on tonight's football game, rick at 900chml.com. We're all over social media. We're on Facebook Live. Hello to all our friends watching on Facebook Live. Also on Twitter, at Rick Samprin at am900chml. To the top of the deck we go, and Ian is first off the skip. Ian, how are you? Good, yourself? I'm okay. Is there a receiving corps from Munchkinland or something? Because they're the smallest guys I've ever seen. In the CFL for receivers, there are some tiny guys. Oh, I don't. There's uh, between Saunders, Jones, uh, Tasker, Banks, and, uh, and Banks are under six feet. Yeah, um, but anyways, uh, Faubert uh, Lucy, I believe, is the tallest at six one. Oh wow! Yeah. Um, actually, I was pretty impressed today. Um, I don't think we have. I mean, they played all around. I think half decent. Um, I was surprised at their secondary. They, for I think they said there's only like 30 hours between all of them as experience in the CFL. 30 games, yeah. 30, oh, it was a 30 games, sorry. Um, they held their own against supposedly the best offense in the CFL. Um, Mazzoli, a little, little shaky, but, you know, he didn't do too poorly. Uh, I was impressed with Jones. Uh, I don't know where this guy came from. Um, he's, he's got some promise so far in the league. Um, Simone Lawrence, you know, he could be a receiver. You know, I don't know. Uh <laughs> But uh, I think all around, they actually played well. They held their own against supposedly the best people were picking to win the Grey Cup. I think you picked them to win the Grey Cup. Did, I not, did you not pick them? To win the I Cup? believe I or picked Edmonton. You picked Edmonton. I picked Edmonton over uh, Toronto, reluctantly, I believe. Yeah. yeah. But I think all in all, they played well. Um, they, they came up to the end of the end. They blew it at the end. But uh, if I was watching this as a CFO fan, I'd be more concerned about Calgary. I don't think they played very well. They didn't, um, yet they still won the game by two touchdowns. I mean, how scary is that? Well, the thing is that it fell apart at the end. I think of the Mazzoli. Sure. At the, the Mazzoli interception, the team just went, you know, went downhill from there. And the game was over at that point. But I think that we, there's a lot of promise this team might be turning around. Um, it's not like the beginning of last year going, what the heck just happened? This, I see a lot of promise out of here. There's a lot of room for improvement, but they're growing. You can see that they're growing. They weren't stupid plays that were happening. The odd little one, the the, stu- the dumbest play was, like you said, the the, the brain fart from uh, Mazzoli. Otherwise than that, I think those guys played a good game. They just came up the the short end and they lost it. Who's your uh, player of the game tonight? I'm going to give it to Jones. Not not June Jones, but the receiver Jones. Mike Jones. Uh, yeah, I don't know where this guy came from. He's, he's doing pretty well. Has he taken over for... Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, it's got the Achilles, uh, uh, the Achilles, the ACL. Uh, Terrence um, Tolliver. No, he's he's more or less. Uh, I mean, he he started last year. Uh, you know, a handful of games uh, was suspended uh, for uh, a couple of games. I think it was. But um, here's a guy who's been in the league for you know a few years now. He's had a handful of starts. Um, more or less, he is the uh, younger. Uh, not as good version of Andy Fantuz because Fantuz is also a Canadian, no longer with the team. Yeah. Jones, being a Canadian, slots into that slot, if you will. And we want slots. Our running backs. I thought they played well too. There, there's a couple of them. The guy that used to be a, uh, was a defensive back, Nikita Whitlock. Yeah, he's a that house. Guy, How do you and, stop and that guy? Both of those guys aren't bad. We've got a lot of we've got a lot of no names on this team that look pretty good. So I don't know. I I I'm I'm happy from today. I have no problem with this loss. 
because as I'm looking down through the year, this team has promise. That's the way I look at it. So Appreciate the call, Ian. Thanks, and uh, enjoy your Father's Day weekend. And happy to all the dads who are calling in. And, uh, hey, if you're a mom and you want to call in, or if you're not a dad and not a mom, you can call in as well. There's no doubt about that. Um, I will say this. At least, it, and this is, this is bad to say, but at least it wasn't 60-1. to 1. You know, yeah, I mean, last year in that 60-1 to 1 ball game, and I tweeted this out uh, earlier in the evening, it was 39-1 to 1 at the half in that football game. And, and tonight, the Ticats were winning 11-9. to 9. So, it's, I mean, the sky's not falling. It was a disastrous game. They didn't play horribly. I, th- I thought they played uh, a solid road game up until that uh, that dagger at the end. Masoli throws an interception. A couple plays later, the Stamps are in the end zone, and it's, it's game over. Back to the phones we go, and uh, Frank is on the line. Hey, Frank, how are you? Hey, good, buddy. How are you? Not we had him, man. We had him, and... Like, uh, I have to totally agree with uh, the last caller. Or not totally, but, uh, you know, we had him, and Mizzoli had a brain cramp. And, uh, hey, you know, like the Jekyll and Hyde comment, I love that. Well, it is because you don't know what you're going to get, right? Yeah, he's very good or he's very bad. And, and like, yeah, I thought he had a great game, but uh, it was like, it was panic, 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 and it was like, Settle down, like you've been around for a little bit, and uh, but uh, we had them, and I, I'd like to say, like I have to agree with you too, too on your opening comments is uh, like this Calgary team is. When do they lose the cockiness? I mean, they've lost two great caps in a row. They've been favored by what seventeen to twenty points in both games, and they've lost both, and they just keep with this cockiness, and, and I just. I don't like it. You know what, Frank? I think that goes with winning. I mean, here's a team who's won 10-plus games, I think 10 years in a row now. I think that just goes with being a winner. Okay, I understand that. But, it, like, you got you got to settle down, too. Like, that, that comes down to coaching saying, like, settle down. You can win, you know, 15, go 15-1 and one, or what? or sorry, or whatever. Yeah, they were 15-2-1 just the, yeah, you know, the other and, year. Still lose the great cup, it means nothing. Like it's it's just uh but anyway, it's like I was impressed too, like the last caller. I was impressed. And uh it like you said, like at least we didn't lose sixty to one and but I was impressed in uh young defense. And uh I think we've got some uh sunshine ahead of us. I really do. There's some room to grow. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And again, this I think this was an okay start. And let's not kid ourselves. Playing in Calgary, whether it's game one or, or game 20, is always a tough place to play because they've been, for the last couple of decades, a really remarkably coached, uh, multi-talented team and, and really hard to beat, especially in Calgary. So, uh, and, and the Ticats aren't the only team that have not won at McMahon Stadium in, in a long, long time. Yeah, so I was just I'll leave it at that. that. Uh, who, who's your player of the game tonight? I have to say Saunders, definitely. Like, I think he had a great game. Like, he was all over the place, but uh, no, Mazzoli, I don't know. I, I think he's got a little bit of a fire uh, under him. Like, you better move. And uh, like a brain cramp like that, that costs the game. Like, I was like sitting at the edge of my seat, like every other Ticat fan, like, oh, we got him, we got him, we got him. But no, and... He should not. He should have thrown that ball in the stands. I mean, come on. Exactly. I was. I was saying the same thing, Frank. I gotta let you go. Thanks for the call. I was saying the same thing, and here's where 
Jeremiah Masoli and, and really any quarterback gets into trouble is when they try to do a little too much, try to make the throw that they think they can make as opposed to the throw they know they can complete. And you just throw it out of bounds or you 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 take the loss and live to see another day. There's another play offensively that you can make. The last thing you want to do is turn the ball over in that scenario. And the Ticats, by my count, had... Three turnovers, they gave up 11 points off turnovers. And they lose by 14. Really, in a nutshell, that's 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 the football game. Uh, I'm going to agree with Frank as well. My player of the game is Jalen Saunders tonight. I mean, this guy uh, catches in traffic, catches the deep ball, catches the short and intermediate routes. He just catches everything. Seven receptions tonight led all players in that category, and he had 118 receiving yards, second only to Mike Jones, who had that big catch at the end that really didn't mean anything, but Jones had five catches for a buck 20. Among the quarterbacks, and, and here's a statistic I think we should um, take or put some stock in, is that Masoli, his completion percentage out of the gate was really good. At one point, I think it was uh, 10 of 11 for uh, 100-some-odd yards. End of the game, 25 of 36 for 69.4%. If you're around 70%, that's pretty darn good. That's pretty darn good. He also threw for 344 yards, uh, but that interception is the pass that sticks out, and rightfully so. He knew as soon as he threw it, it was the wrong decision. Bo Levi Mitchell, by comparison, 17 of 36, just 47%. 297 yards, had a TD and an interception. We got uh, lots to uh, talk about tonight, including uh, your vote for player of the game. Talk about the game itself. Uh, We have our fifth quarter trivia challenge as well. Entering tonight's game, when was the last time the Tiger Cats won a game in Calgary? A, 2001, B, 2004, C, 2008, D, 2010. Your calls, your tweets, your emails, and a whole lot more coming up here on the fifth quarter. Powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. This is the fifth quarter podcast on AM 900 CHML. And we are back with the fifth quarter here on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. Calgary 28, Hamilton 14. Uh, 0-1 out of the gate for the Hamilton Tiger Cats and the defending West Division champion Stampeders win their uh, season opener once again. Vote for your player of the game tonight on the fifth quarter. We will anoint our fifth quarter fan of the night when all is said and done. We have our fifth quarter trivia challenge this season. You don't win anything other than bragging rights. You can go to work on Monday to say, hey, I got the fifth quarter trivia challenge question correct. And tonight's question is, entering tonight's game, when was the last time the Tiger Cats won a game in Calgary? A-2001, B-2004, C-2008, or D-2010. Masoli is now 10-10 and as a starting quarterback in the Canadian Football League. Chew on that for a couple of minutes as I read these tweets. This one from Chris. I want to say how proud I was of the Ticats tonight. We were beating... Uh, Calgary at the end of the first, second, and third quarters tonight. Alberta Ticat Nation will be in the stands cheering for you Friday against Edmonton. And Chris, uh, thanks for mentioning that because we'll be here after the Edmonton game. That fifth quarter will start in and around 1 a.m. So hopefully you can join us as well. 
Um, Double Blue Blog on Twitter writes, uh, let me know how many times Manziel was mentioned. Ha ha. Well, that's the first time we mentioned Johnny Manziel. But you know, coming off this loss, Masoli's interception, there's going to be some out there that say, yeah, maybe we should give Manziel a shot. Maybe he wouldn't throw that INT at that particular point of the game. I don't know. Matthew on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, writes, Last time the Ticats won in Calgary was in 2004. Well, we'll give the answer at the end of the fifth quarter tonight. Bruce says, I missed the game, but I get the distinct impression the Stamps regrouped after the half. Yes, Bruce, you are 100% right. Actually, not even after the half. It was in the fourth quarter because neither team did anything in the third quarter. There was absolutely no scoring. There was one really play of substance, and that was Jeremiah Masoli's fumble on second and short. That was basically the highlight of the third quarter. Uh, one more tweet before we get back to the phones. This one from David. Uh, quite clear, it's no longer a Kent team. It's going to be an exciting year. This loss has promise. Lots of promise. Happy Father's Day. Congrats on Facebook Live. Masoli will get better. Stamps stands empty. Wah! Yes, hello to all our friends watching on uh, Facebook Live. If you want to interact uh, on our Facebook page, just go to CHML's Facebook page and uh, click on uh, my beautiful face that is uh, shining on Facebook Live right now, and uh, you can interact that way. Back to the phones we go at 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Let's go to Wes, who has been waiting patiently. Hello, Wes. How are you? Hey, Rick. How's it going? I'm okay. How about you? I'm doing all right. Uh, I want to get to the game. But before I do, uh, it's football-related. I just wanted to say how great of an idea the viewing party was tonight. I went with my brother and my best friend, and we got to sit on the 50-yard line with some seats and watch another Jumbo train. I just thought it was a really good idea. That's cool. It was They had concessions. Uh, there was a couple of players. Tolliver and Chambers were both here tonight. It was just a really cool experience and uh, possibly a good idea they could do for the rest of the year. But I know it's a lot to ask. So for, for other fans who are curious, uh, how do they get in on that? Uh, it was free. You showed up at uh, the first gate, uh, gate one. You walked in. You had the choice to sit in the west stands, or you could have gone down some steps onto the field. Very cool. Uh, the, the mascots were there. You could really to play catch football. It was it was really cool. Uh, that was on their Facebook page. Nice. Yeah, they, they, hopefully they'll do that uh, each and every road game. That's awesome. I thought it was a really good idea. Uh, it was just, you know, Tiger Town getting together and whatnot, right? Yeah, no, we need more of that, that's for sure. What What are your thoughts on tonight's game? Um, all right, so obviously I remember the last time we were in McMahon and we lost by 60. And so, it was actually 59. Actually 59. 59. 59. <laughs> no, I shouldn't sell them short. All right, 59. Um, I, didn't, uh, I didn't have high hopes just because of the, that, that loss looms in your head, right? Yeah. But um, I thought Mazzoli played well, obviously, other than that interception, but you know, nobody, unless the, nobody other than the people down on the field know what he saw or how he reacted. Obviously, we know what he should have done, but hindsight's not always twenty twenty, right? But uh, I uh, was impressed with our defense. I thought that we uh, kept uh, Calgary under wraps, especially with how good they've been the last two seasons. Um, our, uh, I thought our, uh, I was worried, um, I can't remember if it was uh, Ian or Frank as the third caller, that uh, mentioned that he was worried about the defensive backs. That was a concern I had as well. But uh, they both, they all, uh, they, I just thought that they uh, did a really great job. Uh, I think that we've got, uh, like, a lot of stuff that we can grow on for the rest of the season. I think that we might be competitive in the Eastern Conference if that's the best the league's supposed to have to offer. 
you know, other than Toronto, but we'll see them later on this season as we always do. And I think we just, it wasn't the, it wasn't the win that everybody was hoping for, but I just think that it was a good way to start the season. And, uh, positive like I'm, I'm thinking positively about the rest of the season well i mean how could you not you know they come into this game they're, they're the underdogs there's a lot of question marks which i identified in one of my blogs at 900chml.com you know two rookie corners bo levi mitchell probably licking his chops uh, you know mike daly starting at safety instead of courtney steven on calgary as yeah. well probably thought he was going to have a big game exactly you know jerry glanville's first taste of cfl action i mean there's a lot of question marks going Great into this play. game and the tie cats i thought uh, showed well uh, my MVP of the game might not be a popular choice, but it was Jeremiah Mazzoli. Other than that interception, I thought he played really well against, again, what was supposed to be one of the league's best defenses. Yeah, he was solid. He was solid, no doubt about it. Wes, thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you, sir. You- I cut him off. Uh, a little too early. I thought he was just going to say, okay, bye. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at Rick Samprin or at am900chml. Uh, you can send us uh, a tweet, an email, or call us up, and uh, we will talk about tonight's game and get your vote for player of the game. You can also try to answer our fifth quarter trivia challenge question tonight entering tonight's game when was the last time the tie cats won a game in calgary and another big hello to all our friends watching on facebook live email from ed hi rick considering the tie cats were supposed to be blown out and they held the lead for most of the game this team has potential the rookies made dumb mistakes but coach jones will correct these Masoli actually looked better than the score he had to scramble too much needs better protection whitlock is a big man if you give him the ball, it's like stopping a bus. The defense played well and kept the stamps in check. Overall, this was a team effort and can only get better. Coach Jones seems to be building a good team, and they can learn from this game and grow. In fact, I believe they will be in the playoffs and maybe even the Grey Cup. Player of the game, Masoli. And under pressure without support, he has to improvise too much. Better protection, and Masoli can make incredible passes. Secret to Ticat's success, Coach June Jones, all the best. Ed, uh, G big expectations for the year. Go Ticats, go. Great email from Ed, who always uh, contributes to the program. Nice to see. Back to the phones we go, and uh, waiting patiently is Dave. Hey, Dave, how are you? Hey, how are you doing, Eric? I'm not too bad. Your thoughts on tonight's game? Well, you know, I think my first comment was, I thought the officiating was terrible tonight. Um, You know, in professional football, how can Calgary not have a holding penalty. I mean, in the second half, there was twice where Bo Levi Mitchell rolled out and our players were tackled and thrown to the ground in front of the referees. And then there was a play where uh, Bo Levi Mitchell scrambled and Larry Dean was, like, thrown to the ground. Um, I thought the refereeing was terrible. I thought those pass interference calls against Hamilton were actually uh, terrible tonight. My second comment is I think this Nikita Whitlock experiment is over. Um, I think he's terrible as a running back. He may be a decent defensive tackle, but where we're disappointed with the Tiger Cats when they broke camp is you break camp and you don't have an import running back backing up Alex Green. And I think that really hurt us tonight because what really turned Hamilton's offense around last year was their commitment to the run game, and he really couldn't. I mean, you know, Mercer Timmis is okay. I mean, He's a Canadian, you know, you hit him below the ankles and he's going to fall down the first time he gets touched, like most most Canadian running backs do, um, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, as far as Mazzola goes, I think he played okay, but he did have some turnovers. 
and you made the comment about the turnovers. I mean, turnovers were key in this game. The blocked punt, the fumble on the short uh, third down, and then obviously the turnover at the end of the game. But I really think the key to the game was the officiating. I, you know, I I can't believe that Calgary would not get a holding penalty in 60 minutes of football in professional football. It's unheard of. And I'm a huge CFL fan, but uh, I just think the officiating in this league is is terrible. Like I. I just I can't say it any other way. Like that referee tonight, Glenn Johnson should be ashamed of ashamed of himself for what went on on the field. I mean, uh, they call Landon Rice for that penalty there when it was third and short, and Calgary was doing that all night, and it wasn't called. And uh, it's very upsetting. Uh, on a bright note, I think I think the team is better than what it was last year. Um, I think Terrence Tolliver is going to make a big difference when he comes back. We do need some size at the, at the receiver. But uh, that Nikita Whitlock experiment, I, I hope it's over. I mean, he's, he's useless as far as I'm concerned as, as a running back. Well, when you compare uh, Whitlock, and this is a very unfair comparison because yeah. he's a very different body, uh, then uh, compare him to the two uh, running backs for the Stamps tonight who I thought were electrifying in Jackson oh, and, exactly. and Williams. Uh, I mean, it's night and day. Well, he can't really do much. I mean, you know, he's an okay blocker. In, in his defense, I mean, I don't know if you know his pedigree, but he was a fullback for the Giants for two years. Yeah. Right? That's how he actually played in the NFL. When he came out of Wake Forest, he was a, a defensive tackle. But uh, I'm not blaming him. I mean, they're asking him to do something I just don't think he's he's comfortable with. And uh, But, I mean, all in all, it was a, I think it was a good game. We, we definitely had a chance to win. And uh, my player of the game is Roll. I thought he played outstanding there. I mean, I wasn't surprised at it, as I was saying to my friends. I mean, this is a guy who played for three years in the NFL. He started a bunch of games. He's not a rookie, right? I mean, the league is different and stuff like that. But, I mean, he, 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 he I thought he played quite well. But um, I just, I can't see how you can break camp in the CFL without having a real running back. I mean, they had Ross Shurman here last year and for a year and a half, and I thought he was quite good. And, you know, Alex Green gets hurt, and you don't really have a, a plan for a running game. And, um, the only thing I, I wish he would have done differently from an offensive point of view is I think for Mazzoli to be effective, I think he actually has to run the football 8 to 12 times a game. I think uh, it just loosens up the defense. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, you know, throw the read option in there, uh, you know, throw the option play, whatever you're going to do. And, you know, on the running back situation, they, they did sign John White because Alex Green is on the six-game yeah. injured list with that hand injury. So White, I think, will be a much more productive uh, player at the running back position than Whitlock. Whitlock, as you said, an okay blocker. I see him more as a, a fullback slash tight end uh, on the offensive side of the ball. White is not going to be that electrifying guy on the field, though. I mean, he can be, but I, I just don't see him being that... Uh, I, I liken him to a C.J. Gable, you know, a, a stocky runner who can get downfield in a hurry, um, but he's not going to break, you know, an 80-yard touchdown run. And it's just too much pressure on the quarterbacks. If you don't have a running back who's a threat, like, you know, um, I think the best running back on the team is that Sean Thomas Erlington, the, the Canadian. I really quite like that guy. Like, I think he's got some elusiveness and some explosion when he hits the ball, when he hits the line. You know, Mercer Timmons is maybe he's a great athlete, but he's just, um, he runs too upright and uh, there's not a lot there. Um, and the other thing I don't, I don't, I didn't understand was how they um, employed the ratio tonight. I mean, you know, like the one thing I don't understand is I mean, Courtney Steven had his best two seasons in Hamilton is when he played corner. Cause he's not really a physical guy and he's not even playing. And 
And remember, there's a lot of salary tied up with that guy too, right? You know, I mean, there's $150,000, $180,000 in the CFL and he's not playing. That's, that's, that's a big issue. Uh, you know, I'd like to see him play the corner and daily maybe play safety. And uh, I think a real keeper on the team going forward is going to be that Jackson Bennett, the young uh, the young fellow from Ottawa. I thought yeah. he played quite. I thought he played quite outstanding tonight. And I'm hoping they get Muriel Cooper back because I, I thought he was one of the better young players last year as well. They got some promise, uh, Dave. Appreciate the call. Thanks uh, for uh, calling the fifth quarter. Enjoy your uh, Father's Day weekend. And uh, yeah, you know what? They do have a lot of promise. They do have a good core. And they have some pieces that obviously need some seasoning in their first Canadian Football League exposure, like Jamal Roll, who Dave voted as his player of the game, started, I think, tentative. But once uh, he got his legs, once Frank Frankie Williams got his legs at the other cornerback position, um, I thought they were okay. I mean, Bo Levi Mitchell didn't tear this team apart. They moved down the field in the first half a few times on a few series, but they didn't get in the end zone, and I think that's huge. Uh, as for penalties, because Dave brought it up, uh, Hamilton committed eight infractions for 107 yards, and the Stamps seven penalties for 54. So half as much, but almost the same amount of penalties. Lots more to come here, including your calls, your tweets, or emails. This is the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. This is the fifth quarter podcast on AM 900 CHML. Welcome back. Stan Peter is beating the Tiger Cats 28-14 tonight at uh, McMahon Stadium. That's the focus of our fifth quarter trivia challenge question. Entering tonight's game, when was the last time the Tiger Cats won a game in Calgary? A, 2001, B, 2004, C, 2008, or D, 2010? They actually mentioned it a couple times on the broadcast tonight, so if you tuned in, uh, you would have heard it. Uh, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Those are the two phone numbers you can call to interact with me on the fifth quarter tonight powered by eastgate ford on 900 chml huge thanks by the way to eastgate ford jumping on as our sponsor this season happy to have them on board uh, this year as the ticats uh, try to greatly improve on last season and uh, who knows by the end of the year uh, we all know one september and october and hopefully uh, late November rolls around, that uh, this team could uh, maybe do some good things. That'd be great to see. Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast on iTunes and Google Play. You can also catch past episodes on 900CHML.com. And a big hello to all our fans uh, watching on uh, Facebook Live. Go to CHML's Facebook page, and uh, you can interact on the show that way. I uh, want to get to a couple of emails. This one from Anthony. Rick, this one hurts. This was ours for the tanking. We almost stole it. It seems we can't close the deal. Is it too early to say Jeremiah has someone breathing down his neck and he felt the pressure at the end? That pick was telegraphed. Well, on to Edmonton next week. Player of the game, Jalen Saunders. And his answer to the trivia question is B, 2004. I don't think Jeremiah Masoli... Because, I mean, even when I've interviewed him, if you've ever seen him, you know, speak after practice, if you've gotten to, you know, got an autograph or got to meet him, um, he's really a low-key, I mean, maybe even the lowest-key football player in the history of the sport. I mean, <laughs> nothing seems to bother him. So I don't think the Manziel signing, at least during the game, He's bothering him. You know, he's playing the game. He's in the game. He's focused. You know, plays are rolling in. He's looking at 
defensive schemes and you know how to attack and who to go to. I don't think he's thinking about, yeah, if I screw up here, Johnny Manziel's going to come in. I think that's the furthest thing from his mind. That's just me. I don't know. In his heart of hearts, he might think differently. I think after he threw the pick, he's thinking, uh-oh, there's another nail in my coffin. Bev on Twitter writes, Hi, Rick. Uh, Saunders uh, as player of the game. Also, do you know what is going on with Andy83 as uh, as an Andy Fantuz? Thanks again. Great show, as always. Um, at last check, Andy Fantuz is still retired, and uh, I don't see him coming out of retirement. Uh, Michael's answer to the trivia question is B2004. Clay on Twitter writes, uh, Mike Jones, he doesn't look like the same guy uh, who played last season. And I would agree with that because I think we were all on Mike Jones last season. And uh, Michael on Twitter writes, badly want the Manziel fans to be quieted, but can't blame them when Masoli throws a killer INT like that. Cost us the chance at winning the game. Can't do it. Hashtag fifth quarter. All good points. Back to the phones we go. We have uh, Frank, Debbie, and Jack has been waiting very patiently. Hey, Jack, how are you? How you doing, big guy? Not too bad. Yourself? I'm pretty good, thank you. Um, I called, I think, the first two games last year, and I spoke about Kent Austin. And uh, anyway, uh, things worked out the way they should have. Yeah, yes, they did. With Mazzoli, you know what? He's he's, going to break your heart. You know, he, he's going to do this, these sort of things. Like, I, I can see this happening in a playoff game, though he hasn't done it yet, and I could, or, or in a Grey Cup. I can see this happening, where he's going to throw that sort of a cement-headed interception. And that's the most frustrating thing, is that he, he has you when he makes these unbelievable plays, Absolutely. and then a few series later, it's like, who is this guy? Yeah, and it's not even... By the play, I remember uh, was it last year or the year before when he went twenty-five of twenty-five against Edmonton? Yeah, this horrible deficit, and he he'll do that. But I tell you, he's going to break your heart. And you're like, God. Anyway, here's my prediction. Oh, by the way, uh, two thousand four is the last time uh, to answer the, the trivia question. Okay. And here, here's my prediction: if this happens again next week. Not necessarily that he throws an, an interception that, that breaks your heart, but if we lose again, I, I think we're going to see Manziel. And when we see Manziel, this guy's Flutie. I'm telling you, he, he is going to be Doug Flutie. And I, I believe, you know, he's 25 years old and he's done some crazy things, but and and perhaps much worse than say you or I have. But at that age, who amongst us is without sin? And you know, I. I I like what he's been saying about Hamilton. I like what he's been saying about the Tiger Cats. I like what he's been saying about the CFL. And I wish him well. I, I think in Game Three, if if this happens again, that Mazzoli does does something a little goofy, we're going to see Manziel, and we're going to see Fury. And I think that uh, he he will go on to shine at some point. He will. We shall and, see. Jack, who's your player of the game tonight? Um, Saunders. I think I'm going to go with him. He had a phenomenal game. Appreciate the call. Happy Father's Day. Enjoy the weekend. And to you. Thank you, Rick. Bye. Thank you very much. 905-645-3221. Star 9900 on your cell. Let's go back to the phones. And Frank is on the line. This is Frank Part 2. Frank, how are you? How are you? Thanks for taking my call. No problem. Ah, just a bit confused on listening to the past caller about running backs. We had a damn good one in C.J. Gable, but... Uh, Goofball, Kent Austin, made sure he went to Edmonton, but uh, 
apparently he was a, a blocking back for our quarterbacks. Ha ha. But are we not a run and shoot offense? 70 30? So come on, people. Like, the guy did a pretty good job today, but put him back on defense where he belongs. Uh, turnovers. Don't forget, people, we had seven points off the board on a punt return by a stupid penalty. Mr. Mazzoli fumbled the ball on third and one. Come on, we had a blocked punt. The team played good. Give them a break. To me, I think it's going to be interesting to see how long Mr. Glanville will be the defensive coach with his own defense, which with a wider field here in the CFL, oh, that won't work. So I think uh, Orlando will be down sooner than later. And, of course, he's going to take our head coaching spot. But people, come on with this running back stuff. Like, when's the last time we had a 1,000-yard running back? And they're talking about penalties. Yeah, we had some calls go both ways. But what is this with all, all of a sudden a running back? When the hell are we going to run 50-50? When's the last time we ran 50-50? What year? Huh. Like, yeah, that that's not going to happen. I, I don't get it, but everybody's saying the running back, running back. Yeah, when Green comes back, it'll be better. But how many times a game is he going to get the ball? So come on. Like uh, like I said, I, I really think it's up to Glanville. I think Jones knows what he's doing, and I don't think he's afraid to just pull the plug and say, Jerry, thanks for being here. And Orlando, you're coming downstairs because, Rick, as you know, after halftime in every game, when Orlando was there, it was he always changed a defensive scheme. Not with uh, Jerry Glanville. If you're not good enough, you will be gone. That's his philosophy. I, you know what? I, I didn't think the defense played that horribly tonight. I know there were some, uh, you know, some circumstances that were out of their hands in terms of. Uh, you know the, the the last interception that Masoli throws. You know we get a big forty four yard yeah, touchdown no. run, but I mean it was eleven nine at halftime against a, a pretty darn good Calgary team. I don't think that Masoli interception meant nothing. Like I said, the Ticats once again shot themselves in the foot. That punt return for a touchdown call back on a, a block from behind. Masoli couldn't make a first down. Apparently he fumbled. But as far as I know the rules in the CFL forward progress, huh? I thought he made it. And then the block punt. Our cornerbacks are small. They're rookies. Um, I think they'll get better. I'm very proud of those guys. And to be honest, more than proud, they, they really um, made me happy tonight. But this zone defense, I'm not sure. And whatever happened to Coach Sal? Where is my buddy? <laughs> well, he's not on CHML, I can tell you that. Frank, who's your player of the game tonight? It's got to be Larry Dean. Larry Dean, solid game. Frank, thanks for the call. Enjoy the weekend. Larry Dean, I just want to get to his stats because we never, well, we rarely shine a light on the defensive guys. But uh, defensively, I thought Hamilton played okay tonight, even though they ended up losing the football game. Simone Lawrence, six defensive tackles. Larry Dean had five defensive tackles. And next on the list, Richard Leonard had four. For the Stamps, how about Emmanuel Davis? I'd love to have him on the Ticats. I'm not even going to start about why they got rid of him. Uh, Alex Singleton, eight defensive tackles as well. He had a special teams takedown as well. Lots more still to come. Brad, Debbie, hang on the line. We'll get to you when we come back here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. This is the fifth quarter podcast on AM 900 CHML.
Hey, thanks for joining us here on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin. 28-14, the final in favor of the Calgary Stampeders tonight. Next game for the Ticats, Friday, June the 22nd, when they take on the Eskimos in Edmonton. That's going to be a 10 p.m. Eastern time start. We will be on the air at 1 in the morning. Call in, tweet, email us. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. Uh, Vote for your player of the game. You can also answer tonight's fifth quarter trivia challenge. Entering tonight's game, when was the last time the Ticats won a game in Calgary? Was it 2001, 04, 08, or 2010? Um, In terms of the running game, we were talking about Nikita Whitlock and uh, his Um, exploits tonight. Didn't run the ball a whole heck of a lot tonight. He had two carries for 16 yards. Mercer Timmis uh, was the team leader in in carries and yards. He had six carries for 20 yards. Masoli ran twice for 12, and uh, Sean Thomas Erlington ran uh, twice for eight yards. On the flip side, thanks to a 44-yard touchdown run, Don Jackson led the way for Calgary. He had 12 carries for 87 yards. Terry Williams uh, had uh, seven carries for 30 three yards um so tie cats are now 0-1 they uh started uh 0-8 last year hopefully we're not in that scenario uh but a good uh, we're, we're also on the chml's facebook page tonight as all season long on the fifth quarter we'll be broadcasting on uh, the uh facebook live or chml's facebook page and uh steve has uh, a quick comment on our facebook page uh, saying we have 17 games to go and i'm positive we'll be fine at the end 10 w's would be nice and michael writes ticats now 2 and 23 in games in calgary in the past 25 games there that is awful awful 2 and 23 in the past 25. Matthew on Twitter, in my opinion, Ticats look pretty good tonight. Only thing I have to say is that Masoli and the offense need to be more consistent in putting up points on the board because we had this problem last year when they wouldn't play bad but would not score points when needed. Completely agree with that. Kevin on email, this was a good game until the middle middle of the fourth quarter when the officials decided to impose their will. The interference was BS, and then the one official got in Masoli's face in his backfield. I've said it before, until we get professional refs, we will always be a Bush League. Sorry, but true, that email from Kevin. An email from Angelo. He writes, Hey Rick, after a long offseason football is back, I thought the Stamps were off their game, obviously. The fact the Stamps had no film on Glanville and his schemes really kept Mitchell off balance and really looked uncomfortable in the pocket all night. Defensively, the man-to-man coverage is effective if we pressure and blitz the quarterback quick, which I thought we did for the most part. Offensively, I thought Masoli managed the game for three quarters, but in the end, the adjustments came to fruition in the fourth for the home team. We were inconsistent in our executions all game and we couldn't sustain any momentum but all in all for the initial game of the 2018 campaign i thought the compete level was great and really this game came down to two or three plays and of course mr masoli's usual game ending turnover let's face it at the end of the day the stamps took us lightly tonight and they got lucky to escape with two points player of the game jalen saunders by the way, Saunders leads by far and away in the player of the game category. Also votes for Mike Jones, Jeremiah Masoli, Jamal Roll, and Larry Dean. Let's go back to the phones. And Debbie has been waiting for a while. Debbie, you're next on the fifth quarter. Hello. Hi, Rick. How's it going? Um, I disagree with a lot of the callers. I would not say that was a good game. I would say that an interception and a fumble by Mazzoli 
and a block kit. I mean, that's that's bush league. I'm sorry. Um, it's stuff that you do in the preseason and you fix it. So too sloppy for you? Very sloppy. Very sloppy. And the only reason we didn't get murdered, and people seem to be happy that we didn't get murdered, is because um, they just weren't on their game. So you're thinking fans are taking this game a little too lightly because it wasn't 60 to 1. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I was a coach, I'd be going up and down them. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just the refereeing was bad, and we can count on Mazzoli to choke a couple of times during the game, either a fumble or an interception, and he didn't let us down. And if I was Coach Austin, uh, sorry, Coach Austin, <laughs> if I was Coach Jones, I would be trying to keep the pressure off of Manziel, teaching him as fast as I can, and getting him ready to get in there because Mazzoli's a choker. When do you see Manziel uh, making his first start? Um, the next time Mazzoli chokes. <laughs> that could be next week. Who knows? Could be. I mean, and he certainly wouldn't have thrown an interception. There was no that that receiver who I forget who it was. That receiver, uh, he got it nowhere near the guy. He, he was like he he had he was colorblind. Yeah, he, he knew he made a mistake as soon as he threw that football. He should have known that it was on target when he threw the football, not after. He missed it. Hey, Debbie, who's your uh, player of the game tonight? Dylan Saunders or Larry Dean. All right, I'll mark down uh, a vote for each of those guys. Enjoy your weekend. Um, before I go, yeah. there is a blockage on King Street at Queen. Live traffic reports from Debbie. There you go. Bye. Have a good weekend. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Rick at 900CHML.com is the email address. And uh, you can always tweet at Rick Samprin at AM900CHML. Uh, love the live traffic reports. Yeah, if you're out and about and you're calling into the fifth quarter and there is a traffic uh, uh, snafu, uh, give us a call. Send me an email. Send a tweet. We'll get it on the air. <laughs> Brad's been waiting patiently as well. Hello, Brad. How are you? Oh, pretty good. Happy 2018 football season. Yeah, same to you. Yeah. I don't think the boys played all that bad tonight. You know, they mentioned it a couple times there uh, during the live broadcast on TSN that uh, the, the the backfield that we got there, they got 30 games between them. You know, I mean, that's <laughs> that's a lot of inexperience. Uh, I think the guys showed a lot better than, than their experience, uh, you know, is, is in actuality. Um, I don't. I don't mind uh, Glanville's uh, uh, defensive scheme. Uh, they do need to blitz a little bit more when they're when they're playing zone. But other than that, I think they did pretty darn good. Well, I'll say two things. Number one, they're pl- they're playing a lot of man to man. That's for sure. Uh, and, and the secondary, yeah, they have thirty games. That starting five is 30 games between them. Mike Daly has the most. He's a five-year CFL vet. But you have Brooks and Leonard at the half. They're both in their sophomore seasons in the CFL. And Williams and Roll are both rookies. So uh, to only give up 28 points, and let's face it, one of them uh, you know, was a, was a 44-yard touchdown run. You can't really blame the secondary on that. You're looking at the big, beefy guys up front. Uh, I, I thought they held their own. They did. They did a great job. You know, for their first actual game under fire, they did a pretty darn good job. But, you know, you get all these fans who are calling in and they're saying, Masoli through this, Masoli through that. One interception. Eh, it happens. Bo almost had three. You know, 
nobody knew he was looking at that. Uh, was that throw, nobody was talking about that throw that was uh, only made. And Saunders could have had, but Simone caught it on the sideline. Yeah. You that know, that one really hurt. That, that, that was a little brain fart, I think, there, that, that just, <laughs> you know, he's going to get ripped about that for a while, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Who's your player of the game tonight? Uh, i got to go with Jalen Saunders, but I do want to well, want to mention one more player. Uh, one of our receivers that did a really phenomenal job, I feel, tonight was Brooks. That kid will go up, he'll take the hit, and he comes down with it. Appreciate the call. Enjoy the weekend, Brad. Thank you, Rick. Last call of the night goes to Anthony. Anthony, how are you? How about yourself? I'm not too bad. You remember me for last, from last year? Sure. About uh, the Mazzoli and uh, creating Caleros and that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what, Rick? I hate to be a, a downer, but I think you've got to give uh, Mazzoli a, a couple more games. Okay? Yes, definitely. But... but I don't think they brought uh, Manzal here to be on the sidelines. Me personally. Well, no, I yeah. would agree with that. They're, they're, they see some promise in him. They uh, wouldn't have signed him to a two-year deal if they didn't think he could play. No. And you know what? That, that interception that he threw, like a, a 10-year-old would have seen that the, the corner was uh, sitting back on him. He could see the corner was just sitting there. He, he knew he was going to throw it there, and he just bit it. Like a 10-year-old wouldn't have thrown that. Yeah, bad play. Who's your uh, player of the game tonight, Anthony? You know what? I got to give it to uh, to uh, Larry Dean, the uh, linebacker, middle linebacker. He played a hell of a game. Solid gain. I get a run. Uh, enjoy your weekend. I'm going to be calling you next week, so they better get a win. It'll be 1 o'clock in the morning, so I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> see, see you, Anthony. See ya. Yes, it'll be 1 a.m., uh, next week after the Ticats hopefully get a win against the Eskimos in Edmonton. Uh, another great point on our Facebook Live uh, chat uh, from Ian who says, all East teams lost this week, Montreal will, although they are winning 10-9. to nine. Um, So the loss was at a good time. I, I'm not sure if there's ever a good time for a loss, but I know what you mean. we got to run here. Let's get to our uh, particulars. Our fifth quarter fan of the night tonight is Jack. Jack, love the uh, love the call, love the passion. Uh, continue to call, continue to email and tweet. Our fifth quarter trivia challenge question and answer. When was the last time the Ticats won a game in Calgary? You all had the right answer. 2004. Man, 14 years. And our fifth quarter player of the game tonight, Jalen Saunders. Thanks to producer Greg Siebert. Thumbs up. Thanks to all our uh, listeners on 900 CHML and watchers on CHML's Facebook page. We are back next Saturday morning at 1 right here on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.